Drawing room over here. You made it. Oh, come on through. Do you fancy drink? What's your tipple? Olympic Girls, the last album by New Zealand band Tiny Ruins, took them around the world and solidified Holly Fulbrook's reputation as one of the best folk music writers around. Now, a new album, Ceremony, is on the way and Holly Fulbrook joins me here on RN Drive. Welcome to you, Holly. Thanks so much for having me. This new album, Ceremony, it's set on the shores of Manukau Harbour, which is near your home. Was that inspiration taken from the kind of enforced stillness of the last few years that we've all experienced or did you sort of feel that way beforehand? Um, yeah, it's an area that I did grow up in. From from the age of 10, I, I grew up around the Titidangi suburb um, of West Auckland and the Manukau Harbour is sort of like our local big body of water. It's the second large, largest harbour in, um, in the country. And um, yeah, so it was kind of a, you know, like a, somewhere I would go as a kid and and mess about and um, boats and <laughs> swimming and things. Uh, and then being away for many years, uh, I moved back here in my early 30s and yeah, just kind of got to know it again. And so the album sort of found its origins in um, a time when I when I came back from touring a lot and came home to this this area and I got into the habit of walking around the, the bays sort of every day. And uh, yeah, so a lot of the songs are placed in this this area and to kind of take that inspiration from the harbour. I just wonder if you can paint me a picture of what the sounds and the smells are when you are on those walks for people that don't know this harbour. What does it feel like? What are the shapes? What are the colours? What are the feelings? Mm. It's um well it's rich with bird life and it's it's beautiful but it's also um quite a heavily polluted harbour. It's had a really difficult um history with um sort of waste dumping and you know, as the city has grown exponentially, it's really struggled to to deal with its waste. And so the Monaco is the lesser sister to uh or brother <laughs> to the Waitamata, which is like the harbour in the city centre, which everyone uses for sailing and swimming, and it's kind of the maybe the more idyllic harbour. But but the Manukau, I I think um, you know it is beautiful, but it's also um, pretty murky. It's known as old murky. Um, by old some murky. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the fact that it's the lesser brother or sister, I suppose it keeps people away. Good for writing and walking and songwriting. What sort of space do you look for when you're writing? I mean, do you need kind of alone time or can you do it on, on the side of, of a tour? Uh, it's really varied. I think that the seed of an idea is it's very good to note down in the moment that you have it. So like a few of the songs, some of the lyrics are just that, like I wrote them down on my phone as I was walking or, you know, sitting on a rock somewhere. Um, and then, you know, the song develops usually in a, in more of a studied kind of like focused way when you're putting the the lyrics together with the music. For me, it's like, Often I'll have guitar parts that I've been waiting to put to words. And when I finally sort of face up to, okay, I'm going to finish this <laughs> song, um, it is just kind of a, yeah, like a studied kind of 
or not not as emotional as like the the writing of the idea in the moment if that makes sense You've said that when you took the songs for this album to your bandmates, you said you probably played them very sadly and delicately. So how does the music go from those early versions to what we're hearing on the record? What changes when everyone else gets involved? Well, I remember I wrote, uh, I sort of put quite a few of the songs together in the first lockdown that we had here in Auckland. And um, as that eased, I invited my bandmates Tom and Kath over to my house, and it was kind of the first time I'd been in, you know, a room with other people for a while, <laughs> um, from outside of our bubble. And I just remember we sat in a in a circle, the three of us. Alex couldn't join us, the drummer, but the three of us just played our instruments, you know, through it through an amp, um, very very quietly. And uh, Tom and Cass just came up with their bass line, you know, bass and electric guitar lines. A lot of the ideas came out of that first little meeting that we had. And then it was going into our practice space a couple of months later with Alex, our drummer. And yeah, again, the, the, the ideas from my bandmates sort of just, I don't know, bloomed out of nowhere, I suppose. They, they're very intuitive and they know me. Um, super well by now. <laughs> We've been playing music for about a decade together. And um, yeah, so I wouldn't say it's difficult, but it, it's um, not something we really discuss heaps. It's just the, the musical parts come together. And But like you said, from how do they go from a delicate um, finger-picking guitar to, you know, like a more of a rocky, he heavy song like Dorothy Bay? Um, and it, yeah, I would say there's, there's not a lot of discussion. It just kind of moves in that direction. We'd probably workshop the song for a day and then we recorded it. Um, so play it maybe five or six times, not, not that many times. And, and then we'd know, okay, it's, it, it needs to go in this direction or, you know, that drum beat is perfect or, um, you know, can we, can we speed up the tempo a bit? It would be that kind of discussion back and forth. Um, but not a lot. G given, mm. uh, well, you know, I want to ask you about going back to solo mode, you know, when you began writing the songs or when you recorded the solo version of your last album, Olympic Girls, what, what was it like to go back into that solo mode? I mean, songwriting is a really, uh, it's something that I do do alone and it's, it's difficult, but it's also, uh, sort of like coming back to yourself after a long <laughs> estrangement <laughs> it's it's like yeah sort of like okay yep I'm still here this is this is who I am and this is how I seem to process my experiences um through uh, through words and it's um intense and can be hard writing songs but but it does seem to be something that I that I do keep coming back to over the years and years of my life so I've kind of just surrendered to the fact that that will keep happening, probably. <laughs> well, I, I kind of hope so, really. I, I mean, back in 2021, you celebrated the 10th anniversary of your debut LP, Some Were Meant for Sea. What was it like looking back from that milestone at what you've done so far? I mean, could you imagine that, you know, everything that came after that and uh, compared to when you started out? Uh, no, I mean, I, I would have had no idea that that was going to take me in all the directions it did. I never really set out to be a, 
a musician or songwriter. It just, um, you know, I was actually studying law at university and, but I'd always written songs, as, as, you know, for fun and as a, as a, just an exercise that I liked doing and sort of from my teenage years. Um, yeah, and, and some demos of mine kind of got out and got picked up by Spunk Records, of course. So it, it kind of took me in this this on this path that I wouldn't have imagined I'd be on, really. Um, I always thought that music was, you know, kind of for pop stars. <laughs> I didn't really understand the whole um, indie music underground kind of, you know, doing it yourself ecosystem that exists in most, you know, in most places. There are people making music, whether they have, uh, you know, a job doing it or not. So it's, yeah, looking back on the 10 years was really, um, really humbling. And I just feel, yeah, I feel grateful that I get get to actually share my music with people. Yeah, I'm really lucky. Well, given the challenges of the music industry, a couple of subjects of law under your belt probably is probably a very good thing. Uh, on R&D Drive, I'm Andy Park. Holly Fulbrook is from Tiny Ruins. She's my guest. And Holly, you mentioned the song off your latest album, Dorothy Bay. I'm going to hear that now. What do you want us to know about Dorothy Bay, the song? Um, so the song was sort of inspired by being pulled along the the pavement by two very enthusiastic dogs. I rescued two dogs um, shortly before the lockdown started. First one, and then I loved him so much that <laughs> we decided to get another one to keep him company. And um, yeah, so so life has really taken a new um you know, a new path having dogs and having to walk them every day and, you know, the high energy sort of failed farm dogs. Um, and so my local bay is off of, of Dorothy Road. And so I'd say, you know, I'm taking the dogs to Dorothy Bay. And that's kind of, yeah, where the song started from is this feeling of like, you know, before being able to train them, they just walk you, they they pull you along. And I was going through a bit of a you know, a bit of a dark time personally. Um, and the the dogs really helped. And so the song is kind of about visiting the harbour with them. And uh yeah, it's kind of a meditation again on on that space, on the on the environment, the natural environment around here. And um yeah, you can hear you can hear it. <laughs> Let's go there now. This is Dorothy Bay. Tiny Ruins joining me on RN Drive is Holly Fulbrook. Time. 
that was Tiny Ruins with Dorothy Bay. Holly Fulbrook's my guest here on RN Drive this afternoon. And w- what is this time like for a musician? I mean, your album is coming out in April. The singles are emerging into the world. Is it a time of patient waiting or is it kind of a, a frantic time in terms of work? It is really busy. Um, yeah, no, it's 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 both of those things. It's frantic, it's exciting, it's um, a relief. There's there's a little bit of ah, but I want to hold on to them. <laughs> um, there's um, I have a a, a one year old daughter, so there's juggling that as well. Um, and but but overall, it's um, yeah, a feeling of um, of release. I think it's the the best word for it is like it's a release to release. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Well, having two dogs uh, is uh, you've got your work cut out for you, but to also have a one-year-old daughter, that must also <laughs> kind of make the idea of touring a little bit more daunting. Yes, we're going to give it a crack. You know, we, we did um, three or so shows over in Australia last year with her when she was four months, and it, it went really well. You know, she she took to the road um with gusto and my bandmates did have a good time still um even with a little baby along for the ride so we're going to do our best to you know take her along for the ride or um you know once she's at the age where I can leave her which isn't now yeah I'm still kind of you know she's in the green room you know waiting for me to get off stage but um, we're doing it as much as we can. Yeah, it's it's so important to be able to play the songs to to our fans and to, to the audience. Um, so we're going to give it our best shot. Well, pretty soon it will be her that's pulling you along, not the two dogs on your <laughs> walks around Dorothy Bay. Uh, last year you performed a, an unusual show with David Mitchell, creating work inspired by each other. What was mm. that like? I imagine writing songs based on one author's books is quite a different way of working. Yeah, that was an, a really interesting kind of experiment. We we went into it just with like a this might be interesting. Let's see what comes of this. And he actually sent me um short stories that hadn't been published before. So I felt like I was getting a little insight into his you know, into his creative process and So so are you looking for rhyming w- words or or phrases in that time or are you just kind of trying to get the sentiment uh at the heart of his storytelling? more the sentiment I I mean I I read the stories and and didn't write anything down at first and just kind of read them maybe two or three times and sat on them for a few weeks before even thinking about writing a song um and it's yeah it's definitely like trying to get the themes of the story or um like you know family is a, was a big theme and across his his short stories um and they were all kind of set in this quite domestic um setting with a little kid and so yeah it was I wrote a song from that child's um, perspective you know um, being out in the garden uh, and then I also happened to write a song about my grandfather's life kind of you know that's sort of where his story took me to um, was thinking about my own grandparents and so yeah it was interesting in that um the songs were quite varied in, in sort of what they inspired in me and David's process was really interesting because he took um four or five of my songs and wrote a kind of novella <laughs> like, like maybe five stories interlinked that all kind of um 
yeah, woven and out of each other, which was really amazing, which is what he's, you know, great at doing. He kind of does that in his novels where he brings different characters in from other novels. Um, but yeah, that that was a great, great thing to do to to understand um, you know, an actual writer and how they work. Um the use of language and things so different to a songwriter I feel like songwriters are always trying to make things concise and you know tell a story in as few words as possible whereas with longer form writing you can really stretch out an idea and you know go to some some really interesting places so it was great yeah I loved that well, Holly, it's been so great to catch up with you. It's wonderful to hear your music uh, before your tours. And thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for having me. Holly Fulbrook from Tiny Ruins has been my guest. Her latest single is called Dorothy Bay. That's what you heard. And her new album, Ceremony, is out on the 28th of April. You've been listening to a podcast of The Drawing Room with me, Andy Park. For more great conversations, search for The Drawing Room on the ABC Listen app or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.